Well, good morning or afternoon or evening. I always do that every time. Uh, every time. Because it's morning here, and I just assume that everyone is having the same experience that I am having and is in the same path that I am. Which is uh, exactly what Pentecost is all about. So which like, is exactly what starting. <laughs> which we are going to talk about today. So that was a little... Um, I was going to say bait and switch, but that's not a, a foreshadow. That's a foreshadow. <laughs> uh, welcome back, uh, all you that are watching. Yeah. We recorded one. I was gone for two weeks. I went back uh, to Thunder Bay to visit some family and have a and little holiday. We weren't holiday. allowed to talk about it. So it was all, all of a sudden, we, it just, we vanished. We yeah, vanished. I vanished. Yeah. I was gone. Um, I didn't tell anyone uh over there just because i wanted the break and i wanted to be a recluse um and so we did that but we did record a podcast before i left and it didn't record um (laughs) so well it it didn't process it it recorded and wouldn't wouldn't process past 99 percent yeah and that was that's the lost episode we'll we'll never know and that was the best one. That was the greatest episode that we've ever done, and it's gone. It's like that uh, Tenacious D song tribute. Uh, this is not the greatest song. This is just a tribute. This is not the greatest podcast. This is just a tribute to that lost podcast that well, would have changed the world, I think, in a very real and powerful way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think the kingdom of God was ready for it, so we got shut down. I Most mean, people would have said it was demons. I just think the spirit was feeling a little bit titchy about the uh, Pentecost coming and wanting the glory. So, yeah. And I mean, when you pulled out that samurai sword and you fought that dragon, um, it was amazing and heroic. Yeah. I still have the burn marks down my back, but you know, it was it was amazing, and I got to ride that unicorn, uh, which was a highlight in my life. Um, and no one will ever see and that, it. It's yeah, it's like, and now it's just every other Thursday for you. Yeah, now it's just, yeah. Uh, oh well, you can't keep living in the past, right? Uh, which brings us to Pentecost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so welcome, welcome back. Welcome. Uh, we're getting back into the groove of things. Uh, just before summer. Hmm. Um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are doing all right. It rained most of the time that I was in Thunder Bay, so I assume all of Canada is wet. And um, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you go like four provinces over and it's the same weather, then every province in between that has the same. That's how the weather gets there. It starts in British Columbia and works its way across. It's true. Everything starts. as (laughs) The sun rises in the... Well, rises in the east, doesn't it? Sets, sets in the west. No, rises in the west, sets in the... Wait, how does that go? Pentecost. <laughs> Pentecost. <laughs> Talking about flames on people's heads. Um, yeah, so we're back. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Hi, Grandma. Uh, she's caught up on all our episodes. Nice. And she gave me some constructive criticism. Uh, which I will probably not implement, and but uh, will be acknowledged a thank you card, which will be in the post, yeah. and might get lost. Fight me, Nana! Fight me! <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure, it'd be a fair fight. 
<laughs> but I may, I may just slightly be able to take her. And there you go. Um, but yeah, you got anything to add? No, no, it's just good to be back. And um, we, uh, as Sunday was Pentecost, um, and we thought we'd uh, we'd start there as a you know like to pick up on on things and, and revisit things and for both Derek and I having grown up in the Pentecostal church um, but now serving in denominations uh, outside of of that I thought it would be interesting to to kind of revisit some of that rich history from from which we come uh, and uh, have a chance to maybe talk about the things that we we maybe kind of as, as usual as usual the things that we might see differently the things that we might have questions about um, and also to some of those things that we that we feel we've held on to as being valuable and important even if we don't um, fall under the full umbrella like we once did so mm-hmm. so yeah and, be- and I think it's important to say that I know for me and I'm assuming I'm going to speak for you too Tim uh, that we are grateful for the way that we were raised um in in that tradition and there's a lot of wonderful things that happened and although we have um moved past that shall we say um our faith journey's taken us in different directions that uh foundation and and um things that we learn there are Mm -hmm. greatly appreciated um but like in in all things when when you move on to something you're able to look back and reflect and and see things that maybe um, weren't apparent at the time that you were mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, shall I shall I read us uh, a bit of Pentecost here? Tim, um, I would love for you to read, but only in tongues, right. and I, I will been, interpret. I haven't been practicing, so I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've pre-written out the interpretation, so I hope you don't mind. Yeah, which is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Well, this is going to be close to tongues. It's the message. So, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, our, our reading, uh, the traditional Acts reading, um, truncated slightly, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept asking or kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, visitors of Me- from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygria and Pamphylia, Egypt and all the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? While others joked, they are drunk on cheap wine. (sighs) 
Uh, first, I would just like to say uh, good job with all those names. I would not have gotten half of those correct. Well, you may not have even gotten half of them yeah. correct, but I would have gotten half of the ones that you've gotten half of the quarter, I guess. Yeah. Someone always said, as long as you read them with confidence, it, yeah, yeah then people matter. will believe that that's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what a great passage, though. What, what's, um, what was jumping out to you that time, Derek? Um, I guess the, the first paragraph of the whole setup, like with the strong wind and the, the Holy Spirit, um, with wildfire and that, Mm. and then the other one is, uh, the last verse, others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that whole kind of the setup of the feast of Pentecost with, um, all of these devout pilgrims is something I, you know, I spent so much time focusing on what happens when the spirit comes, the kind of, as you say, the kind of the setup and the context of it, I think is actually quite interesting as well. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think those are my questions is like, you know, what there's, there's like the, the kind of the spiritual overtone or, or implication of this because it's the Holy Spirit who comes upon them. And yet it is something that happens in a very kind of embodied way, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure I thought as much of over the years. So, but yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you have any kind of thoughts or questions you want to? Well, the, the first one, like looking at contacts here, hmm. um, like, uh, Jesus was crucified and then the ascension and they're left there trying to figure out what's going on. Um, maybe they're next. Like if your leader was just crucified, what's to stop them from coming after you? Like this is 40 days later um, or a little longer, 50, 50 days. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, 50 days later, 40 days was the ascension. Uh yeah, so like it's not that long time passed, um, and then you're left there and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I think it it would take something that powerful or that um, the razzle dazzle, whatever you want to call it, um, to get them to go to get up and go out and start doing what they're supposed to do, right? Like if it just, the Holy Spirit just came on them and they're like, oh, I feel weird or, hey, look, I'm giggling a little bit or something like that. Would that have been enough encouragement for them to go, let's go out? Is that angel wings? Is that gold on your hands? Let's go mm-hmm. out and testify. Mm-hmm. I think I, like I, I, I will say, you know, I, I think that that's something that I missed a lot of growing up and, 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 and it, and all like all churches do this is that we we spend more time like peter at the um at the transfiguration where you go up and you have this experience of god mm. and you say you know let me build tents so we can we can stay here yeah. um and we can come back and actually the the irony of pentecost is that the kind of is that what the spirit does continually drives them out into the different places of the world as compared to giving them something to stay in this upper room for. Um, And I, and I think I miss that all the time. And and as you say, like, you know, I've had so many 
for me personally, kind of tangible experiences of, of what I can only describe as the spirit of God and, and experiences of, 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 you know, whether it was, you know, God's love, God's healing, um, just God's presence. Um, but they were always, they were always happening in that confined space. And I never, I felt like my mission to, of going out was to get people to come back in as if yeah. the upper room is the place we must stay. Whereas like the beauty of this passage, as you say, is that they actually move from that place of kind of hiding and being reclusive to being, you know, given the, the power and the, the, the courage to go out and boldly proclaim God's mighty works, which I think is just, yeah, it's a really beautiful challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I like that going out. Like, uh, it wasn't, in as much as it was for them, um, mm. it was also yeah. for those outside, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, and I think that, 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 like, right there, what you said, it's just, it's, I wanted to sit that because it's like in the Western, um, more capitalist mind, believing that something is for you to take out to others only you you have you have this like we have talked about this before but there's like this this ever-growing threshold of of where you kind of finally reach capacity to then be able to give outside of that you know once you have enough then you can and actually as you say like what's so beautiful and so simple here and just want to yeah so you said you know so it's like you know you know it's happening for here is to go out for them to give to other people yeah well is that watering can analogy right that we grew up with you got to fill up the watering can so that it overflows and then you can water other people and it's like well no it's as it's coming in you're it's also going out like if you're not if you're so stuck in the upper room you're missing half of it and if you're going out without that other part the upper room then you're you're missing parts of it too right have you ever have you ever tried to carry a full watering can? It's the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> you lose half the water just getting there, right? Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I think too, like I, I just say, one of the things I never appreciated and never heard preached on that I can remember growing up was that Pentecost was traditionally a Jewish festival they yeah. had they had a festival 50 days after they celebrated passover which yeah. is what where we get our easter celebrations from so like this whole kind of 50 days was always something as important but for um if i understand if i remember correctly it, it was much more about um a festival of harvest and bringing to god the first fruits uh, of mm. your harvest um and and so you know i think i think again it's that it's that beautiful way as you were saying too actually about our kind of traditions where we're actually some of what happens as we grow into our traditions is then we see new layers given to them that Mm. then allow us to live into them and live into the world through them differently and i think i feel like that with a you know this isn't to say anything about obviously i've even grown up jewish so i I can't speak anything for them but but there's a beauty about the fact that at this at the celebration where people literally are traveling from around the world to come to jerusalem to offer their first fruits God's spirit is taking those first fruits and empowering the people from those gifts to bear them back out into the world. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I never actually even thought about Pentecost that way. But I like it. it yeah, it's... And it just goes... Like going along the lines of the Spirit, it's the Spirit taking something and transforming it and making it deeper and more um, participation, mm. participant with you and others. Um, mm. what, yeah, so what... Um... Don't try to ask me to explain what I just said because I have no <laughs> idea what it was. <laughs> No, I, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, you know, that's fair is, is, is like one of the things that I think both you and I have had a lot of conversations over in the past is like, is like, how do we better understand the work of God as an invitation to participate in God's work and God's kingdom in the world, yeah. instead of aspiring to be people who might be considered valuable to God to then become, you know, agents in or, um, you know, yeah, people people of that kind of hierarchy of a kingdom. It, you know that that invitation of participation actually is really is mm -hmm. really beautiful and really important. Yeah. And as and, you say, it comes here. Yeah, and they go out and they speak the languages of the. <clears throat> people that are around them right like they go to yeah. them and they're speaking the same language there's a commonality there they're not mm. like you said going out and trying to get them up into the upper room they're mm. they're with them and mm. i mean i the church um i've seen on some occasions where the the biggest thing is getting people to come into the church right like we are going to do all these events at the church we're going to do all these programs at the church to mm. get people to come to the church because this is where god is mm. and and this pentecost is quite the opposite like this if god is with us and in us the spirit is you know moving in us then where we go well, actually, I want to change that because I think God is everywhere, so it's not bringing there. But the in, the intentionality or the um, the awareness of God being everywhere uh, can come with us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, and that, that's you know, I think that's in some ways been always one of the important things that has been really difficult to hold as the church has grown, you know, as the church has become institution as well as, as family, you know, mm -hmm. is that, is like, how do you, how do you hold that space where, where, where you can recognize and affirm and, and proclaim that God is in something that you are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's a humbling and a difficult place to be and something that constantly requires uh, a, a confidence in, mm -hmm. in the God that you are, that you are ministering with, I guess, if, if that, yeah. If I can use that yeah. And I like the with and not the for, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're ministering with and not for, 
Because if God, if God is about reconciliation and mm. and um, redemption, mm. um, you need to go up to where those places are that He is reconciling and redeeming, and be there. This isn't like a a body shop where they bring the things in to the church and we fix them here and then we send them back out. Um, it's a on the job kind of mm. work. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, it's like like those those mobile windshield repairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Larry Moore used to always say, uh, um, "Revival is not when people come to the church; it's when the church goes to the people." Hmm. That I always quite liked. Hmm. Getting into our old Pentecostal roots with revivals and that. Hmm. Um, and, yeah. and I think I would say too, like that's one of the things I. I, I like I, I love about this passage, um, which unfortunately didn't wasn't as clear in this as it is with with other um, uh, with other translations, which is that there's an emphasis that men and women are in the upper room praying together, and they yeah. all receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, yeah. and and that's one of the things I loved um, and continue to love about having grown up and 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 hearing more stories about the Azuzu Street Revival in particular being that that was the kind of the thread that that our that our denomination was connected with um but it you know one of the frustrating things right from the beginning was when people people who were you know blacks and whites were receiving the same spirit yeah. um, men and women were receiving the same spirit adult and children were receiving the same spirit and yeah. and were were exercising the same ministries in in the congregation and and in the service and in the and and actually at the heart of it has been something that has you know, has really shaped that sense for me, which is that it's not just that all are welcome, but that God is working and inviting all people to participate. And that the more people that participate, the greater the diversity, the greater um, the, the, the breadth of experience and the richer than the life and ministry and family of the church. And that certainly is like, you know, part of the story here and part of the story that that kind of continues to unfold in the early church is that place where where all the people who otherwise were being excluded from, you know, that set group were finding themselves in a group together as known beloved children of God on whom the Holy Spirit was dwelling and, and through whom the Holy Spirit was at work. Um, and, and I think like, you know, yes, it's been expressed in many different ways, and there are still, you know, Pentecostal churches which are far more um, dedicated to kind of the ideas of patriarchy um, than I think even our own tradition actually really does allow, and yeah. or you know, and, and have been complacent or, com or have been active in in um, historical racism as well. But I think like when you dig back to the roots, actually at the heart of it is this is this belief that the spirit of God comes upon all of God's children and mm. and reminds us of of the way that we are all called to to receive that that the voice, to receive the power, receive the courage to then go out to wherever we go, where other people, especially where other people may not, and proclaim God's mighty works. Yeah, like I just looked up 
um, you know, Peter's sermon mm. uh, that happens right after the verse we read. And it's yeah. in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons yeah. will prophesy. Also your daughters, your young men will see visions. Old men will see dreams. I'll pour my spirit on those who serve me, men and women, both, and they'll prophesy. <clears throat> like all people. And Diana Butler Bass, uh, I haven't read the whole thing, but she had uh, tweeted, a, she did a thing on uh, Pentecost Sunday. And uh, from the very limited section I read, it was all means all. And so when he's talking about pouring out spirit on all people, it's all is all. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so, mm. yeah, mm. it was quite interesting. I got to go back and read that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like, I was just scrolling and I saw it. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Take that to read <laughs> later. And then <laughs> I haven't been back yet. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, but it, it's so funny too. Cause like, which all means all like. means you watching as, as yeah. well. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 goes back to the heart of kind of what we were, you know, came to at the beginning, which is that like, you know, the richness of of our, um, the richness of our faith is that it's not about a homogeneous community where we all look sound and act and believe the same yeah. but where we recognize that the amazing mystery and breadth of the being of who god is incarnate and at work speaking new life into the world it, yeah. it, it comes to life even more in us as we share the beauty of those stories and those testimonies of what God has done. And that is something that, I, you know, I lament of my, in my own life is that I've, I've lost touch with the, with the importance of testimony. Um, mm. And, and actually, you know, I'm saying it out loud so that I can, you know, be held accountable, which is that I'd like to, I want this year um, and in the coming months to actually figure out ways in my churches to actually open up the corporate space in, in our shared worship and fellowship to mm. allow people to offer up that space of kind of testimony um, that we can greater here, uh, you know, the great works of God and be encouraged with how we proclaim that outside of the church, because I'm, I'm the lead. I tell, I've told this to people before and they don't, I don't think they believe me, but I'm like, I am the least important person in many ways on the Sunday morning because yeah. I have the least to add of what I consider value of the outside world where God is at work because I'm yeah. so confined and um you know confined not in a bad way but it or my my you know the, your your sphere of influence is very limited yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the context in which i am called to minister and the requirements of the job that comes along with that yeah. means that i have i have boundaries where other people don't um, yeah and and i'd love to hear more stories about that instead of just yeah. hearing my own voice on a sunday morning there, there's a book I read, um, I think it's called Intergenerate, um, and it's about intergenerational worship. And mm. the guy talks about um, the only thing, because, you know, churches, how do we include the young people and the old people mm. together and stuff? And, and he was saying the only true intergenerational thing that we can do 
is sharing the word of our testimonies Hmm. um that uh sharing your story like worship or whatever that comes and goes but it's a story and and when i was at that conference in texas the guy was talking about how there was a there was a rift in a church between worship like the older people wanted the old hymns and and um you know the more traditional uh worship and the young people wanted more contemporary stuff and there was a, quite a big argument and a rift in the church because of this and he went and uh, the older generation and younger generation sat down and they explained to the other group what that song means like when i hear this song this is what i think about this is what what i was going through in my life when this song really touched me and the younger people did it with the older people um and then after they shared their stories they came to an un- a deeper understanding of themselves and each other and they were more open to change mm. um, allowing space for other people to have the same experiences that they were having mm. Mm. Um, and i think about that a lot when it comes to yeah, yeah. even in my own work with youth how do we make the space for mm. youth and adults to um, not only mingle and do programs and things like that um, but have a space where they can actually share their stories and mm. teach and grow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I've, we've got, uh, we've got two seconds left on the clock. Okay. Um, and I think that works. I'm going to have to run, but I, I, I was hoping I could offer this one thing at the end. Um, if you so indulge me, which is the this one the time yeah <laughs> Derek's gonna cut it from the recording um, yeah. this is this is the the closing blessing and dismissal for the um, Pentecost for the service or the, the feast of Pentecost um, in common worship and I just I, I love the shape of it it just reminded me of it so I thought I'd offer it here um, for us Derek do you want to do the bold responses and yeah. uh, I invite anybody who might be watching this to, to do this as well and um yeah thank you for joining us and I'll, I'll leave you with this so the lord is here god's spirit is with us today we have remembered the coming of god's power on the disciples and we invite that same spirit to drive us out into the wild places of the world so may the spirit who hovered over the waters when the world was created breathe into you the life god gives amen May the spirit who overshadowed the virgin when the eternal son came among us make you joyful in the service of the Lord. Amen. And may the spirit who sets the church on fire upon the day of Pentecost bring the world alive with the love of the risen Christ. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So filled with the Spirit's power, let us go in the light and peace of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Or alleluia, I guess. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't read the names of those towns before, because I would have added letters and numbers and stuff. Is that a is that an emoji in there? Um, yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. next year. All times. All times. <laughs> Do they have a Bible that's like written in emojis? I wonder if that's.
there, there's a guy there's a guy um i think he's a, a british guy who um who did the bible in tweets he's written out the whole bible in tweets i'm, I'm sure it's got to have included emojis at some point so probably yeah okay good All to right. see you derek yeah Take care, blessings everybody. everyone toodles Bye.